on TV and um, you're giving it a bit of a pre-production chat yeah pre-production chat and bloopers from the outset we're just, we're just exactly we're just rolling raw <laughs> we're just rolling raw so as you know back again a uh, bit of Troops TV there uh, back again um, Raps on TV fresh out of London reporting talking the best in boxing um, I think it's fair to say it was a pretty big weekend um, especially in the heavyweight division um, I know me I've been saying this year will be the year of the heavyweights I think this month started to kind of kick that off um, so obviously we're going to be talking about Wilder versus Ortiz in the agenda today um, good atmosphere down in the Madison Square Gardens um, really looking forward to breaking down that fight also in New York we saw the impressive I would have to say for a guy I didn't rate or didn't think he would be good we saw Dimitri Bivol uh, stop Sullivan Barrera first time Barrera was ever stopped so definitely impressive show some great work and we're going to dive into that fight a bit later on here with the host again co-host man like Inam man like Inam bonjour guten tag hello everyone you uh, speak fr- French uh, uh, yeah <laughs> I've been taught French by uh, Pascal mate ah sweet talk. sweet bonjour yeah, ça va yeah, ça va yeah, ça va <laughs> comment ça va he's been teaching me French <laughs> Pascal if you're listening do uh, call into the show um, we'd, we'd like to have you in the studio uh, Yeah guys We're also going to be covering uh, Brook beating Revchenko And what that means For the 154 pound division If it means anything at all And obviously We have to cover Clenello Being tested for Clenbutanol uh, In the last few days A uh, massive topic And we're just going to discuss Whether drug policy Is consistent in boxing Over to you Mr Kershaw Yeah now that we've looked Into this Clenbutanol A bit more I'm thinking how to get a hold Of some myself exactly, you know? yeah. we, all, <laughs> we all got stem- stamina issues Right now right <laughs> yeah, that's that's the least of it. <laughs> so guys, join in the conversation, dial in on 015062434403 or just go to our Twitter page and send us some tweets and we'll get, you know, get you onto our show. De- definitely, but yeah, hopefully we get a few guys calling in so stay be patient, stay on the line. Also, guys, we've got Julius Fox from Ring Guy Cool calling in from America, so do uh, listen in to hear the views over from stateside. Perfect. Um so guys, let's get straight into it. Um Big fight uh, last weekend, a uh, man like Deontay Wilder fighting uh, King Kong Lewis Ortiz, heavyweight bout, both guys were undefeated, going into the fight, um, we all had a variety of p- p- uh, predictions, but what I'd like to ask you is, how would you rate the fight and the fighters after watching this performance on Saturday, open up to both of you? I thought it was a phenomenal fight, man. I mm-hmm. mean, the whole evening on boxing was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, edge of the ch- edge of your seat kind of stuff. Yep. You know, um, I was very impressed with Ortiz. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I was saying to people like people like Klitschko and Ortiz, man, they just seem to be like from a different era. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to say mm-hmm. like that technical ability. You know, very sound. Uh, you know, it's very, very, very sound. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, he he was winning that fight quite comfortably, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, uh, so very impressed with. Ortiz's technical ability, but that's typical Cuban. Yeah, I was going to say we don't you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Wilder, we know, we know he's technically poor. Yep. You know, um, Ortiz, the way he's holding his stance and his positioning was really just keeping Wilder's power at bay. You know, he just couldn't get into position to let off his power shots. Mm. Um, you know, so we know about Wilder's uh, technical ability. What I was impressed with was Wilder's ability to just withstand the tornado that came from Ortiz. Mm. You know, mm. he's proven he's got chin, he's got heart. Um, but the only thing I was going to say is, you know, he seems to be quite small for a heavyweight, 214 pounds, right? Mm. And going forward against someone his own age, like a like a Joshua, I don't know how he hold up or something like that. Uh, but then he also showed that killer instinct, killed the killed Ortiz when he had the chance, and he was just a phenomenal fight. You know, he's mm. very very mm. reminiscent of Klitschko, AJ. Yeah, to yeah, me, definitely. You yeah. know, where AJ started off well, right? Then Klitschko took over. Klitschko took over, mm. yeah, mid-rounds, mm. and then AJ came back and finished yep. the fight. Yep, one punch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom? Yeah, I mean, I think from Wilder's point of view, obviously it's a great win, but you'd have to say, you know, we learned about him what we wanted to know, but there mm. wasn't anything surprising. You know, there wasn't anything extra that you hoped for that yeah. we got to see. I mean, it was kind of like we confirmed, you know, the chin's not... It's a bit like Joshua in the sense that, you know, everyone was questioning his chin, saying mm. that's the weak spot. We've seen their chins tested, and, yeah, yeah they can get hurt like anyone can at that weight, but exactly. they can withstand the pressure, and that's not something that needs to be as concerned about. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Ortiz was... When you look at someone like Joshua... Mm. You know, he handled, say, when you look at someone like Takam, he won every single round. I mm. think that Ortiz, yes, he was he was impressive in there. Mm. But I think that Wilder showed that, you know, he, he does can't really set the traps in a way that he should be breaking down someone like Ortiz, you know, and people mm. would make the comparison between Ortiz and Klitschko, like they're both older. But, you know, Klitschko was 40 years old mm. at the top of the division and, uh, you know, aside from the Fury fight, was still, you know, he was there. He'd proven himself mm. time and time again, whereas... Ortiz had never been in a fight like that mm. and he caused Wilder serious problems. So, yeah. And I think, touching on from that, so for me, I think definitely um, I was impressed with both of them. I think Ortiz, I think he showed the Ortiz from 2015, early 2016, the guy that was getting a reputation, seeing that he was very sound technically and he was knocking guys out. Um, for me, I think what we, uh, which I've you've always known, I think it was more confirmed and highlighted that Wilder in a sense is a one trick pony in the sense that if he doesn't get to let off the right then you're going to be able to beat him because you 100%. could just slow the fight down so if you really look at what Ortiz was doing it was more a case in my opinion that Wilder wasn't doing anything so Ortiz had to win the rounds because he yeah, was the one exactly. applying the pressure although he wasn't always connecting the odd time he did connect it didn't wobble him but Ortiz did Wilder wasn't doing anything and you Ortiz I mean? he was doing some clever stuff in there but you know he, was, he wasn't doing like a Tyson Fury he's still quite immobile Yes, you know, he's yeah. a heavy set yeah. guy for his height. He's quite immobile. Mm. And Wilder, like we said, he's not laying the traps and stuff to yeah. pick apart. Which I would, so for me, that's not something I would set. Unless it's a very basic fighter. And what I mean is somebody that's orthodox, probably not as skilled as Ortiz and Fury mm. um, in terms of their mindset. I think you see him set traps there and it's always going to be the right. It's never really even going to be the jab. Yeah. It's always going to be the right. Um, sorry. Um, for me, I think with Wilder, what we learned... In my opinion, I think we saw a bit of intelligence from him. And I'll say this on the basis of two things. One, when he got rocked straight away for me, I was watching. I was like, fuck, he's going down. Mm. But every time he seemed like he was ready to go down, he clinched. He didn't fall yeah. backwards, he clinched. And I think that's a smart sign of intelligence. Um, also, the th second time he kind of really went for the kill, what you started to see was as soon as he's wobbled the guy, he ran in yeah. and he starts throwing. But Ortiz kept countering. So like 
then all of a sudden it stopped. The last time he slowed down, he walked up and began to be a bit measured. So I like to see that because it showed he was thinking but do you throughout think, the fight. Do you think Ortiz, because of his age and because of you know that seventh round, he expended a lot of energy. Mm. By the tenth round, he was just complete. When you're expendable of energy, right? Yeah, is at that point you're at your most vulnerable. A single hard yeah. shot. I mean, he looked like he was losing hope in there. Yeah. But the thing that's most impressive about mm. Wilder, which we already knew, is mm. his you know his athletic abilities. Yeah. You know, he's naturally incredibly gifted, yeah. and he does carry the power all the way through the fight. You yeah. know, Joshua carried the power through the fight, but he's he wasn't still moving in the same way that Wilder, Wilder can. Exactly. Far more dangerous late on in the fight. Yeah. And, we knew that he had the potential to be like that, and he was, and he yeah. showed it, and having come through tough yeah. patches. Joshua, Joshua needs that breather for, for between the yeah. fifth, sixth, and seventh round. And I think you know you spoke about something with strength, and also with the size. And what I will say from a weight perspective, like there were quite a few times that Wilder threw Ortiz around the ring, like in terms of threw him into the ropes. There was one time he came on him and he pushed him off. And so far, I think when you look at that's still a two hundred and forty pound man. I think I'm, I'm not so worried about Joshua mm. initially just being able to smother him the way he smothered Ortiz. I think it definitely makes for an interesting fight. Mm. Um, I think, again, what we've seen is, you know, with Wilder, we know he's technically four. But listen, for me, I will say at heavyweights, I accept it because those are the fights where one punch changes everything. And mm. even with Joshua, no matter what we say, if it wasn't for the uppercut, it changed things. Do you see what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. most people would say he was losing. I'm not comparing the fighters, but I'm just saying yeah. most people would say he's losing. But the uppercut came in, yeah. all of a sudden he pounced. So yeah. I, I can accept that for um, heavyweights. I think for me, where do, I want to ask you guys a question. What can Ortiz, where does Ortiz go from now? I think, um, you know, I think it's quite, I can't see him winning a world title, mm-hmm. to be fair. I yeah. can't because there's going to be an undisputed champion mm. within the next two fights. Yeah. It's going to be Wilder or Joshua, let's, yeah. let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. So what can he do? He could probably go on and win a minor title, mm. maybe like a WBA regular, regular. if he's got something like that. You mm. know, What would be good is if he fight, you know, if Joshua, AJ Joshua had, you know, if they're going to have this another fight before he fights Wilder, fight Ortiz. The winner yeah. of AJ, AJ mm. Parker fight Ortiz. I think that'd be a good yeah, fight. But it'd be a good fight, but he can't be seen to pick. I was going to say, he can't justify that. Yeah. yeah. And especially because then you're going to say, how can you fight Ortiz instead of fighting Wilder? I think mm. for me, I would mm. question it even more um, if they don't make that fight. I mean, it, I, I just want to say on Ortiz, I think he can compete. I, I, I agree with you, he probably wouldn't win a title. Um, because of what's going to happen, hopefully. But I think he can compete in the heavyweight yeah. division. I think, I think he could beat Dillian White. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I yeah. definitely think he'd have a chance against most of the top heavyweights. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, he's he's waited for a long time to get the shot. He's mm. had the shot now. You know, there's a lot of speculation over his age. Yeah. We don't know how old he is. It, you know, he might not even want to come back now. The... He's had the money fight and he gave yeah. it his all. He nearly did it. It mm. didn't quite work out, but, you know, he's made the money yeah. now. I mean, he used to spar with Lennox Lewis. Lewis yeah. yeah, exactly. So... I mean, yeah, but I we spoke, but, I mean, it does show his age. I mean, we're never going to know his age, but like I said, Klitschko probably there's there's a lot of guys that could have sparred with. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't mean much, but yeah, we, there is a lot of question marks. That much we know. It's more it's it, how much he wants it, really. Yeah. That's got to be the. So question. listen, guys, I know everyone wants to get their two pence in, so we're going to go out to uh, our, 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 our our colleague from the states, Julius Fox. Julius Hi, Fox. Julius Fox from Ring IQ. Hi, Julius. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Yeah, Julius, man. I'm Thank you very much for your time. In right Just in right now. Oh, perfect. Thank you for joining. Uh, no problem, no problem. Cheers. Happy to do it. Yeah, so, so 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 Julius, obviously we know the big fight on the weekend was mainly Wilder versus Ortiz. What? Who did you pick before that fight and what did you think once the fight had finished? 
Well, honestly, I picked Wilder um, for a few reasons. I picked Wilder by way of knockout, a late knockout. And um, I think that this fight, what it did for me, it, it affirmated what I thought that, you know, a lot of people look at Wilder's opponents and they look at them as very opportunistic and they question whether or not he can be that same guy at the elite level that if you're fighting a fighter who's a very skillful fighter who comes in here with some kind of an advantage, Luis Ortiz being a slick southpaw, a very mm -hmm. defensible and good offensive fighter as well, who has a money punch of his own. He's got the straight left hand, and it's a good left hand. Yep. Can Wilder still be the same guy with a guy like that? Because this is not Johan Duapis, the same Eric Molina, the same Artur Spilka. Mm -hmm. This guy has a legitimate chance to beat you. Can you operate? at that level and be the same guy. And in the back of my in the back of my head I thought and I wanted this fight for a long time. I thought Wilder can win that fight. He can win that fight. Because he showed he showed you know, the thing about Wilder is he's not a textbook guy. He's not a fundamentally sound guy. He's not a flashy guy. But he's got good instincts. And by that I mean he knows what not to do. He knows that, you know, I can you know I can play around with Stiverne. And then I can get cute with Artur Spilka, but with this guy, I know not to mix it up with him too much. I know I can't have my way with him. And Wilder showed that by keeping distance between himself and Luis Ortiz, not falling for the traps, dragging this fight out, being cagey with the guy. Wilder has game-changing power, but he's not vulgar with it, and that's important because that could have got his ass knocked out. Mm -hmm. We saw Wilder give Luis Ortiz a lot of respect, and if you ask me, Luis Ortiz was on his way to win that fight. I don't, I don't know what the fuck those judges were scoring. I don't, I don't understand that, how they had Deontay Wilder up. But mm. Luis Ortiz was on his way to winning that fight as far as I'm concerned. And Great. Wilder was still able to be characteristic Wilder. We didn't learn anything new as far as what kind of tools he has so much as he showed that I can operate at this level. This shows, uh, it gives me an insight into what the Anthony Joshua fight may look like when it goes down. How do you think now, that? Um, how do you I'll think say that? it doesn't change my opinion. How do you think that fight What's will be? Opinion? What's your opinion? Sorry, What's your opinion? Yeah. What's your opinion? And, and how do you think the AJ fight will go down, Julius? Well, until Wilder shows that he can be defensible on the inside, until he shows that, which he's, which not even in this fight, not even in this fight did he show that, until he shows that he can be defensible on the inside and, and, and still be offensive at the same time. That's saying that we've seen this from Anthony Joshua on multiple occasions. We saw it in the Dylan White fight. We saw it in the Klitschko fight that, you know, he can fight on the inside and be defensible. When he landed that uppercut that was on the inside, he was negating shots from Vladimir Klitschko when he landed that uppercut. That was, I, I'm pretty sure that was a counter uppercut he landed, and he was able to change the entire trajectory of the fight. You understand that? Once that uppercut landed, you knew it was over. You look at the Takam fight. He could have fought Takam. He could have used his height against Takam, but he fought him in close proximity on the inside. He landed very compact and defensible hooks. That's saying that the quality of Anthony Joshua's offense on the inside is that much better than Wilder's. Wilder's is much more uncoordinated. There is much more room to get caught between the punches. That is his Achilles heel, and that's where I think he's going to lose the fight. I, you know, Anthony Joshua, those guys, McCracken, all those guys, they know how to beat this guy. And there's an illusion that uh, Anthony Joshua doesn't want this fight. When I look at this as a very winnable fight for him, until Wilder shows 
that he can be defensible on the inside. We know Wilder wants to keep you at the end of the jab. We know he wants to fight this fight on the outside because he's a long-rangey guy. But it just so happens Anthony Joshua could fight you there, too, if that's what you want to do. He can fight you on the outside. He can fight you mid-range. And he's actually better than you on the inside. I think that when that fight goes down, they're going to opt to bring the fight to Wilder. They're not gonna. They're not gonna lay off of the guy because yeah, they know that, that that's where they can nail him. Yeah, that's where they can nail him, and they know that unless unless Anthony Joshua gets all his uh, stamina issues in order before that time, they'll know that you guys are on a clock. You guys can't afford to let this fight go into the later rounds. If you're gonna get this guy, you're gonna have to get him quick. Yeah, yeah totally Wilder, he's got a good gas tank. Mm. Yeah. He's got a very good gas tank. I think Anthony Joshua's stamina will be sapped mm. if it goes into the later rounds, and then Wilder can finish him. But that's not what I see happening. Anthony Joshua is a lot more poised than Deontay Wilder. I mean, in, in every fight, it's more and more apparent that this guy knows what he's doing. He's not just throwing punches to be throwing punches, and he's not in this fight trying to figure the guy out. He already figured the guy out, and he's sticking to the plan, whereas Wilder has to improvise. He may not know what to do. The opening, uh, uh, you know, honestly, I can't wait for that fight because yeah. I, I do think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Yeah. I don't want to denigrate Wilder's victory in any way. I don't want to belittle it. But we didn't learn anything new about Wilder so much as, okay, you can operate at this level. That's very good. But that doesn't mean you beat Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I just want to add to that, Julius. I think, I think me personally, I just felt that I learned that he has got a heart, you know, and it's, he has got a chin. He, you know, he won't just give up. Uh, he has got that dog in him, and he will, he will take it to the last second and the last bell. Um, the other thing is, Julius, I just want to ask you, I mean, he weighed in 214 pounds for this fight. You know, Joshua's weighed in between mm-hmm. 240 to 250 pounds. I can't see him being that heavy for a wilder fight because of, you know, the stamina issue that we know, you know, and he has to be consistently moving on his feet for the wilder fight, you know, because he could get caught easy at any point in time. But it would seem that what Joshua mm-hmm. will have a significant weight advantage over wilder. Does that play into the tactics anyhow? And is, is, is that an advantage for Joshua? Well, I don't think that Joshua would walk into the Wilder fight heavy. Call yeah. me crazy. I mean, look at what they're totally doing for Parker. They're leaning him out for Parker. He's, light, he's yeah. lighter for this fight than he was for the last fight. Yeah. I think that they'd be very conscientious to that ahead of a Wilder fight because they know that, you know what, there's a chance this thing might go the distance. All that muscle that he's carrying around, it's going to suck up his oxygen. They know that. So I think that they'd approach the Wilder fight and try to lean Anthony Joshua out, bring him back to the weight that he was, you know, in his like first 10 or 15 fights. He was a leaner guy then. And I think that they would do that. I don't think that they're going to try. I don't think they try to outmuscle Wilder. I think they would try to out hustle him because they know that Joshua is a more polished boxer than he is. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Wilder's the more concussive puncher. You don't want to mix it up with that guy. You want to deter that guy. You want to set traps for that guy. They're going to beat Wilder. Probably behind the boxing, not you know, not mm. not the punching power. Wilder's got punching power till next year. Mm. They're not going to try to get him that way. They're going to try to out jab him. They're going to try to out hustle him. And I think a, a a very important component of being able to out hustle Wilder is walk into the fight leaner. Don't don't try don't don't try to match his power. You don't need to do that. Because I mean, look, think about it this way: How hard was it for for Gerald Washington to look good against Wilder? Mm. He turns right around. He looks like shit against Jarrell Miller. Mm. 
Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. The so, boxing is the avenue that, that Joshua has to beat Deontay Wilder, not the punching power. And, and, and not being the sturdier guy, just being able to drag the fight out. You know, like I heard one of you guys say it earlier, slow the fight down. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a nuclear war from the opening bell. But I think, I mean, Julius, just going back to one of the things you said, I think I, I agree with you. For me, I've always said, everyone said Joshua walks over him. I've personally said he doesn't. I think it's a tough fight. Personally, I think it is 50-50. I think there's flaws in both fighters that either can capitalise on. Um, I think for me, going into this fight, I think the important thing is actually how Joshua deals with Parker. Because Parker is going to be coming into this with fast hands. So we need to see better head movement from Joshua. Because if he gets hit more or less mm-hmm. at will by Parker, who's got a shorter reach and his shorter opponent than Wilder, probably technically better than him. But again, if Joshua isn't improving on his head movement, I think that's where the problem is for me. Because I agree with you, Joshua improves fight after fight. Look at his feet positioning, look at the way he's throwing the jabs, following up combinations, especially with the the, the left hook now. But for me, I think to beat Wilder, um, and I'm not saying it's impossible, not at all, but I think he needs to probably have one of his best fights because... If Wilder clips him, I think Wilder's the one guy out there that has the athleticism and energy to, to, to finish him if he's able to clip him properly. So, yeah, I think you gave a great assessment there. Um, hopefully we get to see that fight soon. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the question for mm-hmm. you, though, I mean, why do you think Eddie Hearn would talk about Gerald Miller instead of Wilder in terms of maybe a next opponent for, for, for Wilder? I think that Eddie Hearn knows the boxing environment and he plays with a lot of these ideas. Yet I think about the things that Eddie Hearn said last year. Mm-hmm. He said he wanted Anthony Joshua to fight three times this year. And by the end of the year, he wanted him to have unified all the titles. <clears throat> so I look at it as very conceivable, depending on how hard this fight is, yep. that he might go to Miller. And then right after that, sometime in the fall, when, before the year's about to be over, they square off against Wilder. I don't see a deviation from anything that they said in the past, you understand? I don't think that Eddie Hearn is necessarily navigating Anthony Joshua away. I mean, you got to realize, a lot of people thought that, oh, Anthony Joshua was ducking Wilder by pursuing a rematch with Klitschko. Like, nah, bro, he got to fight that guy. They got a contract. This guy has a rematch clause. Mm. He can't just decide mm. to go somewhere else. Yeah. You understand? Mm. He's got to make sure that that's situated first. After that, the IBF gave him an order. When, when Klitschko decided to retire, the IBF steps in. They say, well, okay, you're not fighting him. You've got to fight your mandatory now. Mm. Obviously, the guy don't want to get stripped. Mm. Now he's involved in a unification fight. Yet to a lot of people, if you tell them this shit, they're going to say, ah, oh, nah, he's ducking him. Like, nah, he's not ducking I mean, him, man. He's got to do what he's got to do to hold on to those titles. I, I mean, I'm glad, Julius, we're talking about this quickly. But I would say, listen, when it comes to uh, mandatories, it's very simple. Step aside money. Uh, Wilder did that for Luis Ortiz the first time around against Devern. Um I think the Klitschko rematch I'm not even referring to that I, for me I think what annoyed me a little bit was after the Takam fight he was calling out Fury and Fury's an inactive fighter um, he's miles away from really being fit to compete and bring the best Fury that we saw against Klitschko that's true and I'm like why are you calling him out but I, I mean but yeah I definitely think you know what I mean well, I was harsh but he's not ducking let's not act let's, let's not act like Tyson Fury wasn't adding to that equation Tyson Fury was the one that was talking all the shit yeah, and, you know yeah. to me all that shit between him and Fury at that point in the juncture that was just banter that's just shit talking mm. they know that Fury's a, a ways away from actually climbing back into the ring. They know that. Even mm. when they was talking all that shit, 
they knew this dude's not going to fight next month. Yeah. He ain't going to fight the month after that. We haven't seen him back in the ring yet. They know it's just shit talking. He, he wasn't calling Fury out like, yeah, you know, you're the next guy I'm going to fight. They have a good idea. They have all this shit mapped out. Mm. And Deontay Wilder is very much a part of those plans. Mm. So the let's issue hope to is see that a lot of people don't want to accept it. No, so, go ahead, so, go ahead. no, no, sorry, go on, carry on, carry on. Oh, well, the issue is that a lot of people want that fight sooner than later. But if you want to see an undisputed champion, it has to happen a certain way. Why pay Carlos to come to step aside when you can? Not that they could have, because the IBF said no exceptions, no unifications. They made that mm -hmm. very clear. Yeah, if you don't IBF. satisfy this mandatory, you're going to lose that belt. Mm -hmm. But even if paying Carlos to come to step aside was an option, why pay him to step aside when you can beat him? And the thing with the jail It's going to cost you more money to pay this guy to step aside. But, it's, but why do that when you can it's, beat him? It's because you, you, you're talking about unification. So I think if you really want to unify, then you just go out there and do it. And then you can fight know, all these ex next type of mandatories. I don't he think is you can doing say... It. He is doing it now, isn't he? And the thing with the Gerald Miller fight so. as well, you've got to remember, is that, you know, Hearn wants to build Josh's profile over there. Whatever, whatever we say, yeah, they should make the fight happen now, that's mm -hmm. going to be a terribly difficult fight to negotiate between Joshua and Wilder. Like, they're both very powerful promoters. It's going to be yeah, very yeah. tricky to negotiate, mm -hmm. especially if it's in America for Joshua to get the best deal. Okay. So if he goes over there and fights Miller, he's his name's... All t you know, you've got to remember, Joshua's a big name in the US, but nothing like how we feel over, over here, here. He's, so he's, if he goes there and beats Gerald Miller as we would expect him to I mean let's mm -hmm. ask Julius about the some profiles right. Julius you know what how, who has the bigger profile in America between Wilder and Joshua is Joshua known is Wilder a well known mm. celebrity I mean Joshua in the UK is like a massive celebrity you know he, he, he transcends the sport of boxing yeah. can you say can you say the same is, is that the same thing the for Wilder? Wilder has not reached no, no, he's not. He, I mean, like, seriously, no. You know, you, you, you walking down the street anywhere in America, you ask Joe Schmo, do you know who Deontay Wilder is? They're not going to know him. I'm going to say that with that knockout of Stavern, that last knockout in that rematch, that helped him because that actually went viral. Wilder's yeah. knocked out a, a number of guys, but it never really went viral. Yeah. That was the one knockout that he had that reached the pop culture level that now people that don't even watch boxing seen that shit. Yep. You understand? Mm -hmm. And that's the audience that you want to hit. Those are the guys mm -hmm. that you're trying to appeal to. Not, 100%. not the boxing fans because the boxing community here is a smaller community than it is in the UK. Everybody, you know, a exactly. lot of people watch boxing in the UK, whereas exactly. here it's not what it was. And the other thing I would say You've for got me, to appeal to that demographic. Yeah. And Julius, sorry to cut you out. Just mm -hmm. quickly say, well, when people talk about money, they talk about popularity He's got a belt. When did those things become more important than a belt? Yeah, but boxing is a business as well. No, 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 no. When did it become more important than a belt? But it's always been a business, hasn't it? It's never just... No, 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 Come on, come on. You know, you know, Wilder featuring on TV shows and stuff. Like, it's all a business. Let's go one-on-one. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to address that question. They want Wilder's belt. I mean, I don't have any doubts in my mind about that. They, they want his belt. Mm -hmm. The thing is that Wilder created an environment where this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. We're not going to give you that. Aaron Pryor painted himself into that same corner with Sugar Ray Leonard. You got you to gotta be real with yourself. You're not worth that kind of money. and Nobody's going to pay you that. You coming to the A-side guy. This yeah, guy's selling out stadiums, that. okay? Mm -hmm. You're just now, you're just now starting to touch your target market. Whereas this guy, this guy's selling out fucking stadiums. So, Ten million fucking Germans watch that fucking, that Klitschko fight. 
there's levels to this shit. Now, I'm not saying that that's the precedence for them to not fight. I'm saying that Wilder created an environment by asking for half where that is non-negotiable. Totally Aaron good. Pryor did that shit to himself way back when. But this, uh, so this is the last. As I say last you, 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 you can't remember come, negotiations as well. So don't forget Parker. How did Parker start off? And in the end, he got sixty-five, thirty-five. So I'm just saying, let's kind of stop the That's whole. That's true. But pay, do remember, do remember that Parker made concessions. Parker made concessions. They asked for forty. They said, "Hell, fucking no, you're not getting 40. And they gave they him asked thirty-five. thirty-five. Hell, no, you're not getting fucking thirty-five. No, he's, getting, he's getting thirty-five percent. Wilder's got to do that. No, but while Parker's getting thirty no, percent for this fight, between thirty-five and thirty, hmm. he's getting thir- 35%. between thirty-five and thirty. That's, okay. that's what Wilder's got to do. Come so back j- down to earth, bro. Uh, and I think he will. I mean, to be honest, let's, let's, let's look at it like this. In terms of the negotiations, I think Wilder said, "Look, I'll accept thirty percent if you do the same in the rematch." Obviously, he's confident he's going to win. Um, that makes it 50-50 over the long run. But I think initially, you can't tell me that Parker is more attractive financially, mm-hmm. popularity. Or belt wise, as to why you would take the Parker fight yeah, but first. It's not a 50 50 fight, is it? I mean, yeah. What's he, not 50 50? Wilder. It's not. It's not 50 50. So, yeah, Parker may be getting 32% or whatever. But, you know, Wilder, how much. Joshua, if Joshua is well over 50%, but, that's guaranteed. Look, okay. we've just seen Wilder just did 1.2 million Ex- views, views. on, on free to air TV. Yep. Yeah, so that, you know. That yeah, it but they're it raving about anything. one point two. It doesn't mean anything. He had less seats in that it building than Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia. It right? doesn't Kel mean Brooke, anything. Kel Brook fighting Rebchenko. Well, we, we, had more we, we can't look. Yeah. We can't sit here. We can't focus sit on here TV. and act like there's not a. We can't sit here and act like there's not a historical precedent. Wilder's asking you go up to this guy. This this guy made what fifteen somewhere between ten million and fifteen million fighting Carlos fucking Tom, a guy who the American audience has no fucking idea who he is. Mm-hmm. He made fifteen million dollars fighting that fucking guy. Exactly. Wilder yeah. just made two point one million right. in, in a high profile fight. That was a high profile fight in the States. Yep. Benzel Washington was at the fucking fight. Papoose was at the fight. Little Kim brought him out. It was a high profile fight. But what you what you made was still significantly less than this guy. You cannot ask him for half and expect to get So what the you're fight. saying, the risk the doesn't match the you rewards. Be realistic. So your risk... I'd say a reasonable percentage for Wilder to get. Maybe now, maybe now, maybe now he can finagle 35%. But 50% before I mean, look, all of this? We no, all know 50% ridiculous. is ridiculous. We know that's ridiculous. But I think they've we've also moved on from that. I will say by giving Parker 35%, you're leaving yourself with less room to negotiate because at the end of the day, there's no way Wilder will come in for less than that, right? But my bottom line is I think we have to get away from us as boxing fans talking about who earns what, who's fought who, all this stuff. It's all irrelevant because well, he's not, fighting Parker. That's what makes the fight happen, isn't it? No, so because it... why is he fighting Parker? you got to, come on, let's be real. At least, last point in that, he's fighting Parker and all of those questions wow. are linked to Parker as well. And that fight wouldn't have happened without the money, would it? I mean... Nah, he's dropped off. All right, and I wanted to ask him about the cleaner. All right, let's quickly go to the go to the lines before we go out. Nine eight five, Daniel, I see you there holding on patiently. The first one. Uh, hello. The lines cut off, man. I think that I think that was a Skype noise I heard. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Guys, just hold on to just line for a line. second. We're just, we're just coming through to you guys any second. Thank you for calling Call-In Studios host and call screener line. And 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, just to follow up on that point, yeah, look, coach, completely agree. As boxing mm. fans, it's irrelevant to us. Exactly. It's irrelevant, I agree, but... No, but that was an invalid you can't complain when people say you're ducking then. That's what I'm trying to say. Because he's saying you shouldn't be people are saying that. I'm not saying it's a duck, but what I'm saying to you is this if people are saying you're ducking because you're not doing XYZ, well, you can't complain either, right? But look, man, this this is Because Mayweather were Pacquiao, didn't they say Mayweather there was ducking? I know, but it's their careers. At the end of the day, it's a job, you know. They're not just there for our entertainment. It's a job. I'm not doubting that. That's never gonna change. That's never gonna change. So it's always gonna be But I'm just saying I don't want to talk about popularities of a guy. I'll give you an example. Everyone said even you said it, oh you should fight Dillian White for five million. Wilder's like, I'm not about the money, I'm about my legacy. I think he's proven that in this fight, no? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with Kodji's point on that. Because initially, because people might just think money, 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 money. Money might not, not be everything. Money, 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 money. Yeah. <laughs> money might not be everything because that's right. He is now, to be honest, that was an invalid decision as well. Because TV, taking the Ortiz fight, but taking the Ortiz fight is far more of a legacy-defining fight. Of course, no one can say he's got Thank you for no calling, stronger calling position studio. on his resume anymore, right? And it also Welcome. puts him in a stronger position. You are now in the host room the and can manage your callers from mm. the call-in yeah, studio yeah, web interface. I, you know, you can't discard money because it's always going to be relevant in making any fight in boxing. That's yeah. just, you know, it, look, it may no, not be ideal. No, it's not a the delay. You got to argue the delay for making can fight actually reduces the money you know why because no, of course they could only they they have one Look yeah but me. they had one fight if they had made that fight earlier they would have had three listen Kaju, you exactly. got you got to look at the reality, man. If no, that was the exactly. way to go, they're in there. All those promoters are in there to make the most money possible. Listen. So the way that they're doing it is going to be the way that makes the most money. I, you I don't think it. the longer that the AJ Wilder fight no. plays out, the more money no. it's going to be worth. Same with Canelo Triple G. Everyone you was think, like, "Oh, Canelo." Triple yeah, but this is different. Come on, if you no, no, you no, think if not. Joshua fights Wilder now, it'll be worth more than if they fight in a year's time, I and they're so. both I, undefeated. I, honestly, no I would say it. Do you know why? Because everyone will watch that fight, and everyone will go back for the second because there will be a trilogy. No, the first fight will not be worth much. I don't Okay, put it this way. Whatever the you, and, okay, so okay, you're talking percentages. I mean, nobody can say from no, no, no. Fight. Nobody can say for this for certain. But what we can say is that fight will be much bigger than AJ or Wilder have ever earned. Oh, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, but that's they, even now they can still earn more. Even now, even now, Julius is on the line. So let's. Yeah. So if I if I just finish one point, I you know I I have to I would agree with Tom on this man because. This is a mega fight, man. It's, it's a only gonna super get bigger than fight. Yeah. There's no question, yeah? Super fight, yeah? Okay. Super fight. You know, I'm going to use that term that Golden Boy, Oscar mm-hmm. De La Hoya, loves to use, marinate, yeah? Yeah. yeah? That's what's happening marinate. right now. It's okay. happening. It's marinate. Look, we're talking about it, man. The fight it's is ready. It. Okay, so would you, would you yeah? say, if I said to you that fight should be made this summer, would you say it's not ready? I think, some I think it's right, yeah. Some I think so it's what's perfect. the problem? That's the next fight. I think so. Yeah. So what, what's because the difference to what I'm saying? Because we're the fans and they're no, no, the but, fighters. But so what are you saying? It should happen next year? No, no, I... Listen, it's not a utopian it's world. A we want the fight to happen. We want the fight to no, happen. No, no, I'm saying but what you're saying. Got, they're doing, you know, the, but it is a business whether right. we want to think it is or not. And it, it, the longer you know it's, it's played out, it will be worth more money. Okay, but my I, point is then the longer it plays out, it you can't... Be. Okay, even if you say that is correct and you're right, then I'm saying don't don't say the guys that call him a ducker are wrong because if somebody says I think that fight is ready to be made now which perfectly let's be honest it is and it's really the only heavyweight fight that should take place next he's fighting if he says I'm going to fight next uh, uh, next year and people call him a ducker sorry Julius one minute I'll let you go you can't say that say again say again Julius Uh, no I mean I agree with you on that I 
I agree with you on that, that it is feasible to make this fight in the summer. It doesn't have to wait until the end of the year because both, you know, this is the thing. Both of these guys' schedules are finally clear. You understand? Mandatories have been satisfied. There's a unification fight that's about to go down. But after that, you know, Joshua's schedule is clear. So it is feasible to make a wilder fight in the summer. That I agree with. What I don't agree with is saying that, oh, well, the guys that call him a ducker, that those guys aren't wrong. Now they are wrong because they were calling him a ducker when he was waiting for Klitschko to make up his mind. And then after that, when, when, he, when, he, when he had to satisfy Pulev, which later turned into Carlos to come, they were calling him a ducker then, even though he didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to keep that belt, he had to do what they said. It's, it's only now that this guy's schedule is starting to clear up. The guy had a full plate. All of these different things had to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, if he, if he beats Parker, he gets that guy out of the way, then his schedule is clear. Then you say, okay, now you can fight Wilder. You can fight him now. You can fight him in the summer. You ain't got no mandatories lined up. So you can fight him in the summer. Unless the WBA decides to order him to fight Manuel Char, which I doubt. I don't, I, I don't see that happening right away. Yeah. I mean, but other than that, yeah. So it's, it's, business, it's good business it, to fight Manuel Char, right? I, I, well, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I've been sarcastic. I don't think so. Listen, but Julius, that, that, I, I just you got to remember. Yeah. That, that falls on Gilberto Mendoza. And I don't think that Gilberto Mendoza... Is, is, is in any kind of hurry to order Anthony Joshua to do anything. Because remember, he wasn't in a hurry to make him fight Ortiz. Yep. When Ortiz was at number one, he wasn't in a hurry to make that fight. He wasn't knocking, you know, he wasn't beating down Joshua's door. Hey, you got a mandatory over exactly. here. You got to satisfy. They knew that it wasn't their turn in the rotation. Mm. It was the IBF's turn in the rotation. So they took a back seat to the IBF. But what I'm saying now is if Joshua beats Parker, he gets that guy out of the way, yeah. It's feasible to fight Wilder sometime in the summer. It's just that it wasn't always feasible for him to fight him. It wasn't. That's just the truth. Yeah. I mean, look, you got a rematch clause with Vlad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, 100%. I mean, I have to say, after he fought Vladimir the first time, I don't really remember many people saying he should fight Wilder. But maybe over in the States, that would have been the case. But over in the UK, most people would say, yeah, the rematch, although it's not necessary, they could accept that. Um, they I think were even before the this Parker fight, though. They were, call- they were calling yeah, him a I'm duck. Saying after this- no, I'm saying, but they were this time. But it's still yeah, not- after Can you say that Joshua's ducking Wilder if he's still taking on the unification fight? No, I, I, what I'm saying to you is, I think if he's calling out Fury instead of Wilder, yeah, I then think I think we, he's I think that was a bit him. of a banter. I mean, it's like, yeah. you nah, agree. it wasn't banter. The British public love Tyson Fury. Let's talk about Canelo. Julius, because we've got a lot of time. Julius, what's your thoughts on the Canelo drug scandal? Well, I first heard the news and I didn't want to talk about it right away. I didn't want to I didn't want to take a stance right away because it's 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 in the heat of the moment. So when you so when you read about what clenbuterol is, what it does, what is the added benefit of using this mm-hmm. particular drug, and then you apply that to Canelo's trajectory in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen, yep. you see how he might have used that. Yeah. Clenbuterol is a drug that allows you to burn fat and bulk up muscle at the same time. Mm. We know that Canelo Alvarez went up to 164, then came back down to 160. Mm. Surely you can see how clenbuterol might might provide some assistance in that situation. And you don't want to lose stamina. muscle, but you got to burn fat. Exactly. Exactly. And we know Canelo's notorious for having a, 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 you know, a, a sketchy gas tank, yeah. for lack of a better word. Mm. So I'm not quick to rush to his defense. I'm thinking enough people know about the contaminated meat in Mexico that a fucking professional athlete should know better than to eat that shit. Luis Neri just got popped a couple of months ago. 
You mm. telling me you didn't hear about that? Mm. Yeah. The, the, the Mexican happened. national <laughs> yeah. soccer team. Exactly, the Mexican, Mexican national soccer team. team. Exactly. 
Yeah, I think Eddie Hearns, yeah. he sold the story, didn't he, of Rabchenko. You know, he went, oh, he's tough. He won't be able to troll him early. He's so rugged, you know, second yeah. round. He's done a good job, man. though, because everyone was watching, weren't they? Fast everyone was Eddie. questioning. Fast Eddie. So you're good. Yeah, it was just a simple sort of uh, right uppercut left hook that finished him off that he'd been, you know, working on the changing room. Um, but yeah, Rabchenko didn't really have much to bring to the table apart from uh, him being built up so much in the build-up, saying, oh, he was tough, like you just said. Um, but yeah, just like very limited. Um, in terms of his um, making his mark on the division, I, mm. just, I, I think with obviously Carlo, Lara, Heard being the uh, champions, um, I don't know if it, the only I think the only route he could um, have the best shot at a world title would be Saddam Ali, and obviously he's probably tied up with Liam Smith when that fight gets announced. Um, I think Ali would beat Smith just um, purely outbox him, and then maybe provide you know an avenue for Brook to go down. Um, or if that Charlo fight with WBC uh, comes up, um, they'll probably get him over to the UK with the money that. Um, Will be generated by the fight because um, Charlo's obviously not like a massive name over here. Like he's not that well known. Um, that'd I think it wouldn't be too difficult. That'd be a pay per view fight over here, wouldn't it? I think Kell Brook against Charlo. I mm. think that'd be pay per view. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, that happens here, no doubt. Eddie Home wouldn't let that go for free. <laughs> All right, Thomas. We're gonna go no to way. the next line. So mate. listen, yeah, Tom. Thank you very much. Um, appreciate your call and support. Um, yeah. Cheers. No worries, Tom. Cheers. Uh, Two five one. 251, the floor is yours. Hey, how you doing, guys? Ah, yes, man, like D, D below the belt. How you doing, bro? Yes, D. Yeah, not too bad. Um, how, you do, how you doing, bro? You good? Good, uh, good, good. good, good man. Feisty one in the studio tonight. D, what, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about yes. Wilder? Or, or I was going to ask you a question about Kelbrook at 154 pounds. Is he a serious contender at um, 154 pounds? <laughs> Kilbrook in the UFC, do you see? Yeah, I'm no, saying 154. No, 154 pounds. Is Kilbrook uh, a serious contender at 154 pounds? <laughs> It'd be a bad look for him, man. He'd get destroyed. No, no, that, no, no. that that orbital injury would just be opened up very quickly. Hmm. <laughs> so, so uh, what, and what, yeah, what about Wilder Ortiz? I mean, we didn't get a chance to get your prediction beforehand. Um, I mean, who did you predict to win and what did you think of the fight? I thought I thought Wilder would win, but I thought people shouldn't write off Ortiz. So it kind of went, I guess, how I kind of thought it would go. Ortiz done really well, like his footwork, the way how he kept himself on the outside, um, working the southpaw stance well. Nearly had nearly had Wilder out there, and something that some people ain't touched on is, you know, when the ref just stopped it and let. Let the um the doctor look at Wilder, and there was no cut. I didn't really understand that. Yeah, this is so a, a bit long time to recover. Yeah, so he guys, I think go. guys, remember yeah. this, don't forget in New York, um, at the start of a round when yeah. the fight has been concussed previously, the ref does do the eye check. So yeah, it's, it's standard procedure. Look at the Baddy Jack James the girl fight. You'll see it numerous times throughout the fight. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a few people were oh, saying was, that, but it's was common. That the, was that after a lockdown or just? It just at the start of any round, the doctor and I think it's an extra after a lockdown. Um, after either a knockdown or it's like somebody that's taken a lot of shots. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take note of that. I yeah. didn't know that. No, but a lot of people didn't. But, know um, that, but yeah. 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 No. Cool, man. I take I take note of that still. But yeah, he won the fight. I just find it amazing that Wild actually wins fights with his crazy star. To be honest with you, but he does it when he gets the job done. So you gotta gotta give him credit for that. Yeah. He's like a big 
Blind Junior in that sense, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, with, with, with the power. Yeah, it's like he's not relying on um, his boxing skills, but he's getting the job done, man. Mm. So, yeah, we I, need to see the AJ fight for sure. I think, I mean, so in your mind, just on that, do you think that fight needs to happen next? Do you think Wilder could fight Povetkin or somebody like that next? Do you think he should go straight? I think it can happen next, but I think, I think, and I think also, I think um, Sky Sports definitely want it because they're clearly building Wilder's profile. Yeah. And Eddie Hearn, yeah. as, as, as the head of Matchroom, he has to provide Sky Sports with what they want. And they've made a massive effort to build his profile because if you think about it, if they didn't want the fight, they would have just left it to Bots Nation, hmm. just keep discrediting him. But they're clearly making the clearly. effort to build him. They've yeah. also invited him to come. To come yeah. yeah, they're inviting yeah. him to come ringside. They did their own documentary. So they definitely want yeah. the fight. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I think it's inevitable the fight will happen. I think you wouldn't see that kind of movement if Sky Sports didn't want it. And Eddie has to provide Sky Sports with what they want, ultimately. Yeah, They're like his big customers. Yeah, he has to I think the fight will happen. Mm. Yeah, he has to provide them with X many pay-per-view fights in a year. Yeah, yes. As part of his contract. Exactly. Where he gets mm. exclusivity, but he has to provide X amount of pay-per-view, like proper pay-per-view fights. Mm. You know, the Wild Day yeah. fight is clearly pay-per-view. Yeah. He will take that fight, mm. you know. Yeah, um, exactly. The summer. No, I but I think the difference is AJ, whenever he fights, is pay per view. So, as much as I agree with what you're saying, I don't think it means it has to be wild. I think it could be AJ Dillian White, it's pay per view. Listen, the other thing I reckon what it could be is, right? AJ's contract is going to be running out. That's the other soon, thing, yeah. Okay? Right, that's going to be a big, yeah. big fight for him, right? So, he's going to be thinking, like, listen, I'm, you know, it's like when a top notch Premier League footballer comes out of his mm. contract. I think it's a bidding yeah. war, but I think if you're Joshua, unless you go to Heyman, are you really going to leave uh, Frank Hearn and go to Frank Warren to or Hennessy or MTK? Nah, I can't think of I don't Sky see him doing that. This is what I mean, yeah. Sky's nah. so, you got to think, I think, I think they learned a big lesson with the O'Coley promotion and I think as much as they've done a good job hyping it, I think they realise promotion is not as easy as it looks. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? I think they realise it's a well-oiled yeah. machine. So I think he, I, I was thinking he might leave, but I think he's going to stay with yeah, It's like the Premier League going to a broadcaster yep. there isn't yeah, Sky. Yeah. It's, just, it's never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's still early in AJ's career, so there's no need for him to really rush that that move. He can eventually make that move, but I don't think he needs to rush that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd like to see Wilder jump in the ring after the Parker park fight. Yeah, That's what I'd like. I think he's got to be in ring. Yeah. I think they've. This is where I find Unless it. They block him. No, they've <laughs> staged it. I think they've hundred percent staged it for him to go in afterwards. I have no doubt they're not going to let him go in after because he's commentating. They're not going to let him. No, I think they will. Sorry, I think I, I have no doubt they will let him in the ring. I can't see I hope that. So. I, remember, I think they will. I think they will. At, at the Klitschko fight, they they had him like far away from the ring, innit, with um Johnny Nelson and yeah. Tony Belly. So I hope this time they have him like right up near the ring, or even if Wilder just uses his initiative and just says, you know what, I'm getting in that ring, innit, because that will that would force the fight on on a public demand level. Yeah, if yeah, people definitely. see him jumping that ring. Mm. Anyone that don't know about him, that knows about AJ, they're going to see this guy, guy jumping in the ring and be like, oh, like, who's this guy? And I definitely so, think he's no doubt. Is this um, a UK fighter or a US fighter? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, D, we're going to move to the next caller. Sorry, mate, we've got, we, we're running out of time. So listen, appreciate the support. Um, and yeah, call in next week and we've got, to, we've got to talk about getting you in. Speak to you soon. Yeah, no doubt, man. Right, Respect, cheers, man. Appreciate cheers, that, man. man. Cheers, thank you. Alright, say it, Frank Cosa and I'm done though. Respect. 860-860, the floor's yours. Sorry. Drive. Hello, lad. How you doing, Mr. Paul? How you doing, Paul? Oh, tight. 
How's it going? Here we're going well. We're going well, man. Give give us some grief, mate. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I agree with quite a lot that was said. That uh, in regards to Wilder, should be taking a smaller percentage. I know you don't agree with that, Cole Joe, but oh no, I do. It's test. In terms, in terms of math, what the thing is, what Wilder needs to not focus on is the percentage. He needs to focus on the amount because he thinks that he should earn fifty-fifty. But even thirty-five percent against AJ could be three, four times what he's ever earned in his career. So, there's no time I've ever said Wilder is deserves fifty-fifty of that paycheck. I think he has to have a look at a percentage because you can't chuck a number out and say hold that. And that's going to be suitable. Um, but for me, I don't think... I think it should be full... I, I initially said 35% until he gave that to Parker. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be 40%. 35 is about Yeah, I would have said so. Um, and that's that's the figure I said. But I think you can't give Parker 35 and Wilder 35. Yeah, but as, as Parker thought... As Parker... Wilder only just fighting Ortiz has now put a better name on his resume than uh, Parker did up until then they'd probably fought uh, in fact most of the ones that most of the ones that Wilder beat Parker beat really? like Huey Fury? <laughs> no I, well he beat Huey Fury in the end I didn't think he beat Huey Fury in the end that's my point but Look at look at the other look at the other fighters that Wild Wilder's fought though. If, Parker to beat all them. I don't even know. I don't think Parker would have beat Ortiz on Saturday night. I would have put money on. No, Ortiz. not not Ortiz. Up, up until up until Ortiz, because okay, I, okay. I thought Ortiz was going to win the fight. Mm. Up until Ortiz, I think Parker with the win over Fury had the better resume. Yeah, I'd so agree with that. And before that fight. No, I'd agree yeah. with that. No, because Parker... Parker and he had the win over Takam. And Ruiz He got well. the win over Takam as well. And Miller, Ruiz. Stiverne, Spilka, a Povetkin that drug tested. I mean, come on, let's not talk about... He never fought Povetkin. That's my point. Yeah. Because he redundant. took drugs. But if he did fight him, he would have beat him. But look, it's a redundant point, isn't it? He's got his Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about... I mean, yeah, let's not talk about CVs when guys fight each other, man. I think... Paul, Canelo, what do you think? Ah, dear. Hey. What do you think, What do you think? Even... Do you think fairly? Do you think that draw was fair now? Now, focus even on the in test. his, even in his innocence, even if he is innocent and it is a contamination of meat, he is still guilty. Yeah. Because when you have the money that he has, you should be farming your own fucking meat. You should have your own cattle farm. <laughs> you should be killing your own cows for it. Well, I don't know about that. And then you know, for, then you know for, you know for a fact that that meat's not going to be contaminated because you were farming it yourself. How do you think they make their Michelin steaks so tender? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, I think you, you make a very good point there. For me, I think I think this tarnishes whatever he does in this rematch now. Forget the draw and yeah. we know Adelaide Bird and blah, blah, blah. But I think it really tarnishes whatever he does in this rematch now because all the Golovkin fans are going to say, well, he was juiced up. Even if he's not juiced up from yeah. now until the fight, there was a period where he was and we all said he needs to improve on his stamina. Or most of us said he needs to improve on his stamina to get the fight. 
if he's done that with an enhanced drugs, then yeah, I don't know. I I I, I think if he wins, if Canelo wins, then they're gonna say he's won because he was juiced up. Yeah. And if Canelo loses, they're gonna say he lost because he stopped taking the drugs. So he's in a no he's in a no win situation. He gets to lose lose. I mean, Canelo mm. is the spoiled brat of boxing, isn't he? Yeah, That's 100%. how I see. He is the spoiled brat of boxing, you know. But the co- yeah. boxing consistency goes out the window, you know. Um, other people like Eric Morales, from what I've read, he was suspended for two years, and you know. And Paul, listen, we're going to move on to the next caller because we ain't got a lot of time. Left, but just yeah, one, just yeah. one thing, though. Just one thing. Yep. I've got to say, Jamie Jamie McDonald. How does he make bantamweight when he has balls that must weigh about two hundred pounds? Because he has got some nuts, man. Yeah. Why are you checking out his nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, have a good evening. Answer man. the question, Paul. Ask the question. Why are you up? No, we're winding you up now, but appreciate all the support, Paul. Because he, mu- he must have some massive nuts to go over to America to fight Kameda twice, yeah. and then he going over to Japan to how fight Emily, who nobody else wants to fight. Well, how Definitely. big are they? Paul? Yeah, how big are they? So, uh, Paul, don't worry. We're going to put you on mute. Well, he probably, he probably got. Uh, there you go. We you almost got the answer. Yeah. I think I see I the man. He has a call through quickly. Uh, okay, nine nine eight. I think that's. I think that's Angelo. Hey, yeah, it's Mike. Mike. How Sarah. you doing, Mike? Mike Are you alright? Yeah, I'm good. Mate. Sorry, I haven't been about. I've just been so bloody ill, you know, with this bug of virus. No one's ever been going got about. it, Mike. Mike, we're on drive by. Oh, nice. What's your point? What's Horrible. The, uh, well, you know, just sort of talking people? about the wild, wilder fight. Just the wilder fight, very quickly. But I want to move on to something more because I mean, you know, uh, you um, wilder. That. I mean, you know, I'll. I'll sum him up up in two words, and that's awkwardly effective, you know. Um, I mean, he he said something stupid before he thought that he surpassed Muhammad Ali, and I think that's really a silly thing for him to say, because he's got a long, long way to go until he lives up to that. I mean, you know, as I say, don't believe the hype. Um, I'd love to see him fight Joshua. I think that fight will definitely happen, um, the fight after Parker. It's got to happen. The sooner, the better. I mean, you know, money talks. We know that in this yeah. game, and it's not called the richest prize for nothing, you know, but the heavyweight championship. So that, that's definitely going to happen. But quickly, just moving on, I mean, he did well. He, you know, he had a few shaky moments against Ortez, but, the, he, he, you know, you've got to give him props. He beat the guy fair and square, and, you know, now they talk about a rematch. I don't, I don't understand that, but, you know, maybe, maybe it has got a, you know, I mean, he did well, Ortez, he can come again, but I think he needs to get back in line. I mean, you know, but, um, no, just moving on to the light heavyweight division. I mean, uh-huh. Dimitri B- Yep. You know, terrific performance. I didn't see the fight, sadly. Um, I thought that Sky were going to repeat it the following day, which they didn't. But um, I saw the finish and, um, you know, clinical. You know, he's, he's, I think he's the best um, light heavyweight in the world. And I think if he fights Kovalev, um, he will be too fresh for Kovalev. You know, this is the next all-time great light heavyweight. But think- let's go to domestic level now. Uh, we're talking about Anthony Yard. We're talking about Joshua Bratsu. Now they're talking Frank about this Bibiani. fight happening. I think last time, I'm, yeah, last time I mentioned, yeah, him again, him as well. But I don't think he's quite the world class fight they make him out to be. No, he's definitely um, not. Bugle- yeah. um, but the thing is, sorry. No, no, no. We agree with sorry, you on that. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's as good as they make him out to be, you know. Yeah, again, don't believe the hype. But um, the thing is, um, with um, Yard and Buatsu, you've got to let it build. Now, this is a very similar scenario, Buatsu versus Yard, to something that we, I, I experienced myself back in the 87 to 89, when Nigel Benn was coming up the rankings. He was the archetypal puncher, and you had Michael Watson. Now, 
Ben, he was on ITV, he was with the Warren Fold, and he was getting all the publicity, whereas what, um, Watson, rather, was going under the radar. Many of these fights weren't even televised. What what was televised, you, you saw very little of him, but um, he was like, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of these, Ben was the media darling, so to speak. And when it all came, came um, to fruition, the fight, Ben got a boxing lesson, and Watson rope-a-doped him and, and won the fight. And this is something that people were all jumping on the bandwagon of this Anthony Yard. Now, I've yet to see Anthony Yard fight, but I know he's a big puncher and he's a body beautiful. But don't forget Joshua Boatsu. But there's another guy coming up the rankings, and he's only had three pro fights, and he's under the A-Maker uh, promotions. Um, A-Maker banner, sorry. Um, and that's a guy called Willie Hutchinson. Okay, yeah, you seen yeah. him? Yeah, we know he's him, yeah. Away, don't know. No, he's uh, light heavy. No, he's, he's light no, heavy. He boxed cruiser, a cruiserweight no, I think last he time, but he's light heavy. I, no, I interviewed him. He's super, super middleweight. Yeah, he's super middleweight. Yeah, he's 100% super middleweight. Super middle light heavy. He, he did box light heavy. I'm sure he did in his pro debut. Then he had one in France, and then the last one against, oh, I can't think of the guy's name, Bozonko, I think his name was. That was at the All Call, and that was a cruiserweight, but he, he gave a chunk of weight away to that guy. But, he's um, a very you know, good he's fighter. only 19. Mm. He's a yeah, very he's yeah, he's a 19-year-old kid. Amateur championships, I believe. Yeah, that's right. He did indeed. He's got a great work rate, and he, he's I'm a, he's a little bit leaky last time. He took a few shots he shouldn't have done. Call it youthful exuberance, if like you like. But like he's definitely, uh, he's, he's definitely, yeah, he's he definitely one to watch. And you know, he's, he's going to be in the mix in time. So, what, what, but what are your thoughts on this guy? Um, t t um, sorry, Mike, we're going to move on because we've got another caller, so apologies for okay. that. Um, but yeah, we know okay. who he is, no and we'll speak about him next time. Appreciate okay. the call. no problem. Cheers, thanks. Last cool. caller, 269, 269. Hi, guys, how you doing? Yes, Jason, what's going on? Yeah, Boston Strangler here. I'm good, man. How are mm. you guys? Good, good, good. Good. Jason, how you doing? I'm all right, man. I just got... Um, couple of words to say really um bomb squad <laughs> what's going on <laughs> no i love love the wilder fight man seriously i mean um yeah i thought he was going to lose it like um in the middle of the middle of the fight but he he he, he really done well honestly <laughs> That's all I had to say, really. You guys have covered it all, to be honest. Perfect. Appreciate the support. So, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to see when he... Um, I'm sure he's going to get in the ring after... If Joshua, if Joshua wins. And we're going to see him get in the ring and look at Joshua in his face. And we're going to see we're gonna see what's going to happen then, really. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think with Wilder's talk as well, I think it will just, just annoy Joshua, basically, getting his head. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's, Joshua that's won't be able to be. Yeah, I don't think Joshua. He, he can't just be quiet how he normally is. You know, yeah. So that's all I got to say, really. That's his debut. No problem, Jason. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, so we're going to move right, on. Man. Appreciate the call, all the support. Awesome. Take it easy, man. Cheers, guys. See. Cheers, man. So, guys, that's that's a quick wrap up. Um, 
Yeah, he is light heavyweight, and it's not getting to the debate. But yeah, I think let's just leave Who, it at what, that. Willie Hutchinson. Yeah, everybody's he said to, for. He said, he said to me to personally him, that he's going to be a super middleweight coach. Okay, but There's he's fighting a lot, at light heavyweight. A lot of fighters start at heavier weight because they the, they don't okay. get the opponents. They fight journeymen at yeah. heavier weight, and then they cut back down when they get yeah, to a competitive level. Some I'm do, telling you, and a lot don't. That's what Willie Hutchinson's going to do because he yeah. said it to me in the interview. Okay, what if he doesn't? Well, then, well, that's what he believes he's going to do personally. But he's not at the moment, is he? Listen, I've said what I, all I that's can That's what I'm say. saying, no, but I'm saying what I've had to say. Is he right, fighting at heavyweight? heavyweight? Might be a super midweight. Exactly, Let's that's how you've got to say it. Exactly, raps thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you can't always be right, Tom. You've got to mature a bit. Um, you've got to grow up, man. What's wrong exactly. with you? Exactly. You've got to stop acting so childish, man. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, finish off the show. Yeah, so guys, uh, yeah, Tom. Well, I'm winding you up, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, we always do banter, innit? Shake the hand, man. Come, Come on, on, man. Cheer up, man. <laughs> you didn't even shake your hand like a little girl, man. Come on, shake man, his hand, bro. You've Exactly. Next time, don't give me a beer. Yeah, <laughs> make, guys, make, uh, make sure you follow us on uh, Raps on TV, on uh, Facebook. On our webpage and YouTube. The show's now available on YouTube as well. Start subscribing and obviously download from iTunes as well. Perfect, guys. Raps on TV, we out. Willie Hutchison is a light heavyweight. He's fighting at light heavyweight. And he's a light heavyweight. That's what it says on the team. And he's not going to go down to super middleweight. Don't care what he He might do. And he he might do. He might even go down to... He might go down to... Bantam. Bantamweight. Super Feather. Frampton, Scotland versus Northern Ireland. He takes another one. And he goes.